Hello everyone and welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. Here we'll discuss everything related to the wide world of automobiles, including culture, news, games, interviews, and events. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hey, hey, hey everyone. Now this is... Well, firstly, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. I hope you're enjoying the podcast thus far. Let's see, we're, we're very... We're, very nearly going to get to 170 episodes. We've passed 8,000 downloads. That's quite a quite a milestone, right? Enough about that, though. Let's let's talk about the Canadian Grand Prix. So yes, I did see it. I I know what happened. I know what happened. I saw what happened. And and full disclosure, admittedly, I was I was actually taking some pictures between. I was taking some pictures between laps like 20 and 30-ish, probably between 18 and 30 more more realistically. So I wasn't there, you know, all of the time, but I did see what happened to Vettel. I did see what happened to Vettel, and that's basically what we're going to talk about here, because that's, that was pretty much the most interesting thing of the race. And it, and don't get me wrong, the race as a whole was actually really interesting. It's not just, you know, I'm not, ju- I'm not saying, oh, well, the race was boring. Quite the contrary, it wasn't outside of that. But obviously, that's the thing that everyone's talking about. So, what do I think? Well, in my mind, when I first saw it, I honestly thought that Vettel had done that a little bit strategically. I thought that that was a a strategy on his part to try and keep Hamilton behind. But the more I've been thinking it over and watching some videos, I realized, no, I mean, even if there was a tiny bit of that like 5 or 10%, 90% of it was still, he went off and was about to have a big crash. Because he was coming out to that really fast, blind chicane. I don't I don't know corners very well. I just remember them photographically. And so he turns right. The back end steps loose. He corrects. And then he's on the grass. And I was watching... I hope, do some of you guys watch, chain, watch uh, chain Bear F1? Well, he just released a video on this incident a few hours ago, and I watched it. And, you know... It's important to keep in mind that all of this is happening in three seconds, and and uh, as Chain Bear said, he's not thinking it over, debating in his head, doing any of that. He's he's reacting on instinct, and the instinct there is counter steer, straighten the car up so you don't spin, so you don't crash, so at the very least you can continue the race. And what that means, unfortunately, is he there was not there was not much he could do. He was going to the grass by that by that stage. So, you know, that's unfortunate, but that's what, that's what happened. That's what ends up happening. So he went to the grass. He goes across a little bit. He's trying to get on the throttle. The car is still squirreling and he gets back. He gets back on the tarmac. The car hasn't settled. The tires haven't gripped up yet. He's still sliding. And then he finally corrects it and he moves a little bit far right. I'll say that. I will say this much. He moved a little bit further right than perhaps necessary because it did look like a really, like quite a... He really straightened out when he got onto the tarmac. Like, a lot. A lot of straightening out happened. And that was, you know, it was unfortunate for Lewis, but... Hamilton was just... Sorry. Vettel was just trying to keep the car under control. And so if he... And and part... And again, there is a part of me that says he went a little bit wide. Yes. But the racer part of me is like, well, if he was trying to get on the throttle more, then you would go a little bit wider so you could settle the car sooner and get on the throttle faster. 
to get out of the corner. And if that meant going closer towards the wall where Hamilton was going to try and make an overtake, that's unfortunate. But that's racing. Vettel didn't want to waste any more time, didn't want to waste any more time than he had to. And any time he kept any time he still had too much steering, too much steering input was time he he wouldn't be on the throttle. So logically, the only way to get back on the throttle faster is cancel all steering input and straighten the wheel out as straight as possible. And again, if that meant that during his path, you know, his path of travel, if that meant going a little bit wide, unfortunately shutting Lewis out, that's unfortunate. But as far as I'm concerned at this rate, that was a racing incident. That that was a racing incident. It, you know, and some people are saying, oh, well, you know, Vettel shouldn't have lost it in the first place. And, and it, you know, they're right. But I feel like that that's such an easy, it's such an easy criticism that it does, it almost doesn't even require any thought. I get, and you all know, I have been very critical of Vettel this year, this, this season. Okay. Cause I still, I still can't believe he spun during that, that race a few, uh, about a month and a half ago, or it was recent. And I'm still critical of him for doing that, especially at the level that Vettel is at. You can't, you know, you can't complain that I'm uncritical of Vettel or that I'm a Vettel sympathizer or something. I'm not. I've been very critical of him this year, but I can't help but think that 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 was a simple mistake. That wasn't. I don't know how avoidable that was, and especially as Chamber was saying, you know, the dirty air from the cars ahead and all those contributing factors. Did, just it didn't help Vettel's cause. Now I don't know how far ahead the back markers were. I really think that they were far enough to far enough ahead to the point where the back end maybe shouldn't have spun out. Maybe that shouldn't have happened. But I'm not you know, I'm not so certain that this was a dumb mistake by Vettel. I'm not I'm not certain that that turn and the rear end getting loose was a dumb mistake by Vettel. I think it was just an accident. Maybe he turned in a little bit too harshly to try, you know, to try and get ahead of Hamilton. You could argue that he let his nerves, you know, get the best of him there and was a little bit too aggressive, especially for the tires that he had into that corner. Yes, I can agree with that, but you can't blame them. You know, I think that accident, that or that mistake. If he had spun and then crashed, I think I'd be a lot more. You know, you know, he needs to calm down, but he did at least catch it. So, yeah, he probably got a little bit too... Assuming that's what happened, he did get a little bit too heated. But he did at least catch it. It wasn't the dumb spin that he had in... Uh, you know, it wasn't the dumb spin that he had in that, in that last race. A few, not the very last race, but in that race. A few, I think it was in March is where, when he spun. I don't remember what Grand Prix that was. Yeah, like I said, just turned in too harshly. And that, you know, that was that. Rear end came around. He caught it. Had to go on the grass and almost hit Hamilton, but he didn't. It was close, but he didn't. Half of me is like, you know, why are you giving, you know, why are you giving Vettel this when if he had spun, you'd be like, oh, good, he spun like in the last race again. And I think that that part of me is somewhat right. I shouldn't be, you know, giving giving Vettel this much slack if if nerves were part of the reason why he made that mistake. But then there's a part of me that there's a part of me that want that really wants to sympathize and say, yeah, but with the year that he's been having, and then maybe getting nervous, especially being this close to a win for the first time this season, 
He's a world-class driver. He has a world championship under his belt. You could argue he should not be making mistakes. He shouldn't be letting his nerves get the best of him like this when Hamilton didn't let that happen when he was under fire from Max in Monaco. And, that's, and I think that's a very fair criticism. I think the only way I could agree, agree with myself is to say that, you know, yes, Vettel still needs to chill. And he shouldn't have made that mistake. But with, all, with the way Ferrari's been running right now, with their moronic strategies they've been having this year, and with the way Ferrari has been this year, it's hard, it's hard not to feel for Vettel. Like, yeah, makes sense why you were nervous, because all this mess has been happening. You know, it's funny because Shane Barrow saying that he, kind of, he, he thinks that the FIA did the wrong penalty. And I, and I don't remember what, what he said it should have been exactly, but I think he was saying that the unsafe re-entry, that, that wasn't a good one. And, and he, explained, he explained this by saying, you know, some tracks have a lot of runoff area and there's a specific, you know, there's a specific line you take to rejoin the track. But in that corner at Canada... In, in that chicane, there wasn't, there's no runoff there. There's no rejoin, there's no good rejoining line there. There's, as Vettel said himself, there was really nothing he could do. Unsafe entry, where would he have entered? He couldn't have entered from anywhere else. Now, perhaps you could argue that the F FIA were saying, yeah, but he did it in a brisk manner. But as Chamber said, perhaps Vettel didn't want to break to risk Hamilton coming quite quickly behind a dangerously slow-moving slow object. It was a close situation, and I agree with Chamber, braking might have been worse. It might have made the car spun, it might have unsettled it. Not unloading the car, or not reloading the, not redistributing the weight to the front by braking might have been the best maneuver, and you, and hey, some of you are saying, well, no, because that would have, you know, that would have added grip to the front. Yes, it would have. But who knows how that would have, what would have that shift in weight have done for the rear as soon as he tried to rejoin the track? I, th I think it still would have been squirrely, squirrely either way, but he tried to keep the car as neutral as possible, I think, through the grass so that it wouldn't, so that he wouldn't upset it any more than it already was. Oh, and uh, I just remember Chamber was saying that a better argument would have been did Vettel gain an advantage? And perhaps he didn't, he was, and as even Chamber was saying that perhaps Vettel did. And that would have been a better, better argument. And five seconds would have been harsh, but if he gained an advantage, then that would have been more understandable. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I've been very critical of Vettel this season. I think he, you know, he's being he's making too many kind of like midfield mistakes or Grosjean esque mistakes. He's a bit too hot headed right now. But I have to feel for him in that in that one specific incident because he did the best that he could, and the FIA didn't care. Was the entry unsafe? Yes. But the whole situation was unsafe. And hey, maybe that's why they were penalizing Vettel. But while yes, it was an unsafe entry, there's no safe entry at that corner. Where else could Vettel have thrown the car to make the entry safer? The answer really is nowhere. While the FIA might be correct in saying that it was an unsafe entry, I think that, like many people, I think they're wrong for penalizing Vettel for it because... It's not like at Catalonia at turn one, and Vettel goes wide, and then he rejoins the track before that cone at the end of at the end of that corner, at the end of the, that sequence of corners at turn one. That's not what this is like, because there's no area like the, you know like Catalonia to ha to do a proper rejoining of the circuit. It was an unsafe entry, yes, 
But there's no safe entry at that corner. There's no way to possibly make a safe entry at that corner. It was it was never going to happen. That, as I keep saying, and I think as many other people have said, that was just a racing incident. It was a racing incident, and if the FIA get more flack for this, I think they might end up saying, "Hey, well, let's re, you know, let's change this corner. Let's change this corner so that there's a bit of runoff area. So if you do go wide, okay, you can save it, you know, without going either without going across the grass or you know without without it being so dangerously close when you rejoin the circuit." But Vettel had no choice. What what was he going to do? Nothing. There was nothing he could have done there. You know, and the, and the FIA apparently, from what I read or heard, the FIA was saying that by the time he, when he, when Vettel corrected the car, he could have tried to keep it on track, and I think partially they're correct, and I always say partially because if I think if Vettel had attempted to keep it on track, there would have been a much bigger accident. The back end would have hit the grass, he would have spun. There would have been it would have. If Vettel had tried his darndest to keep it on the track rather than just throwing it across the grass so that at least the front end wasn't getting overtaken by the rear, a much bigger accident would have happened because of all that because of all that momentum. Because of all that momentum that Vettel had going into that turn. I think of all the possible outcomes, Vettel might have actually have done the best of, of everything that could have happened. Vettel made the best of it. He made the best decisions to get the best possible outcome to not have a bigger accident and keep himself in the race. The best thing that could have happened in that instance is what Vettel did. Like, if we're, if we're going to think about this like the butterfly effect, okay, and of all the possible decisions, and of, and of all the alternate realities where Vettel did something different, outside of the one where he just didn't make the mistake, outside of the reality where he, didn't, where he simply didn't make the mistake, in all the realities where he did make the mistake... I think this is the best out. I think we got the best outcome. There was no accident. He kept it on track. It was close. It was close, but he survived it. He survived the corner. As well as Hamilton, despite how close it was. I think it was a really good race. Uh, we, we, th- there's a raffle that, for, the, for the viewing party that I go to, and I ended up getting Raikkonen. And I'm almost certain they didn't talk about him once during the entire race. Let's see. Kavia did. Pierre Gasly did pretty well. And as you guys know, I was also pretty critical of him early in the year. And do I still believe he's a midfield driver? Not for pace. Definitely not for pace. He's doing really good right now. Um, he's definitely, you know, he definitely got faster. He got used to the car, the pace, all that. I still, I still think he's kind of like a number two driver. He's, he's the teammate. He's the, he's the sidekick to me, to Max Verstappen. He's not really as equal yet. Yeah, they did pretty well. And then Red Bull, or not Red Bull, Renault. I feel bad. I feel so bad for Ricardo because I don't know how well he was going to hold it because he was in the top five. He was in the fifth spot before the race started when I saw the little spreadsheet that we got. And then I think he barely finished 10th or something. It, I don't know if the Renault, if the Renault cars would have been fast enough to have kept that fifth position. You know, if, if they didn't ruin Ricardo's race with their strategy, you know, with their pitch strategy. But the way I see it is it seems to me like Ricardo hasn't made as big of a mistake as it as it initially seemed. But he's having, or at the very least, he's feeling the same struggles that Leclerc and perhaps Vettel are with the, with the strategy. The fact that he got in fifth is amazing. Could he have held it? I don't know. But you can't tell me that him pitting when he did or being on the tires when he was, I think he was on hards, 
did not help him at the beginning of the race. It did not help him one bit, and that's what ended up ruining his race. So, you know, in Ricardo's mind, I'd, I'd have to be thinking, okay, so I didn't make a mistake. Complete, I didn't make a complete mistake. This team is fast enough to at least be in the top, to be high top 10, you know, you know, top five, as it turned out on Sunday. But we need to get the strategy down because I keep my race keeps getting ruined. My race keeps getting ruined every time I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to make an attempt to place higher than, you know, eighth. But that, that would be going on in my mind. Or in, if I was Ricardo, that, that's what would be going through my head right now is didn't make a mistake. The car is fast. We're competitive. That would be my most important part. That would be the most important thing to me is that we're competitive. Problem? The strategy is just not working out. We're competitive. As the car is competitive. I, am as a driver, am competitive. But our strategy keeps ruining every chance that I get. Enough about my man Danny Rick, though. Let's talk about Leclerc. Leclerc looked good early in the race. He looked good early in the race. And then, right when the whole Hamilton-Vettel fiasco happened, I was... I was like, Leclerc, you need, you know, you need to start pushing. Because in the event that Vettel gets penalized, you need to be there to pick up his pieces and get Ferrari that win. You know, now you need to pressure Hamilton. He never caught up. He was apparently about three seconds behind Hamilton, and the poor guy never caught up. And if I and now if I was Leclerc, I think I'd be really irritated. Because he's in one of the top, you know, he's in one of the top teams. He has a fast car. And he, not even if I was Leclerc, but just just from my own perspective, this to me is like Daniel Ricciardo all over again. He has moments of brilliance, of being one of the best drivers of of one of as being of being one of the fastest drivers on the grid. You can see that he has that potential, but those moments are too few and far between. They're not throughout the entire race. They're only in choice moments. I remember, la- what was it, last year? Yeah, Shanghai, when Daniel was still racing with Red Bull. And he kept doing those dive bombs into that hairpin. That's what I'm talking about when I say Ricardo has got to... If he's not one of the best drivers, he's got to be one of the best breakers. Okay? We know this. He's the Australian dive bomber. We know this. He is competitive. He's fast. But those moments of brilliance that he has shown are too few and far between. And that... and. I honestly believe that he couldn't get in that in that winning space enough to really get the proper results he wanted. And look, and I'm just seeing the same thing from Leclerc, and it's so frustrating. And Leclerc, I think, might be a better driver than Daniel. At the very least, he would be able to put up a better fight against Vettel and Hamilton and Verstappen. He could fight on. He could joust with them more competitively than Daniel. I feel, in my opinion. But he's having those same problems of just not being in the zone enough to me. Of just not having the pace consistently enough to really get the results he's looking for. And it's so frustrating as a fan. But that's, yeah, that's that's kind of what I took away from. Oh, and, and the, the Haases. Oh, man. Feels bad to be them. Feels bad to be them, I swear. Oh, 
Oh, because they were complaining on the rate, and I don't know what was wrong with their pace. They were doing... Honestly, their their pace has been surprisingly good, but then their actual results to me have, see, have seemed a little kind of disappointing. Although, I think in a handful of cases, they were top 10 to like 8th and 6th or 7th and whatever, but it was not... This was not their... Uh, that was not their race. That was not their day. And, you know, what happened? What happened? It, it was... Honestly, not really weird to me, but thinking it wasn't weird at the time because they're Haas. That I was like, oh, Haas is at the back, but you know what's new. But thinking about it now, that is actually a weird occurrence because they have been doing really well, really well for Haas in uh, in earlier races. So, what the mess? What is up, Gunther Steiner? I don't know, but it, it was a little strange. It was a little strange, Doctor Strange, but. <laughs> Oh, and actually getting back to the to the Vettel and Hamilton thing. When Vettel swapped the numbers, and some people call that childish. Childish? I call that savage. Because look, Vettel has been a hothead, especially last year. We know that. So of all the things he could have done, knowing Vettel, I think that was the classiest thing he did. I think that that is the classiest thing he could have done. I really do. It was, he didn't kick the Mercedes, he didn't, or at the very least got talked out of going to the stewards, but just swapped the numbers. Showing his frustration, showing his disagreement, but not, not pulling a max last year with the whole Charlie Whiting tweet, tweet, uh, incident. Not doing any of that, although I wouldn't be surprised if we do hear, or if we do see something, if we see more displeasure from Vettel, but... Like I said, I think that was classic. A lot of people disagree with the FIA on this one. And, you know, driver, you know drivers aren't perfect. No one's perfect. And I kind of like that Vettel wasn't afraid to show just how much he disagreed with the stewards. And unfortunately, it's not like he can you know take this to court and, and change it. But I think that was a, real, a really good... And personally, I, I, I think it was a good mature way to to really show off his frustration with that his displeasure with that call he greatly disagrees with the FIA and, and hey he's like I disagree with what you said I, I think I should have been first now whether he would have stayed first is a completely different question because something else might have happened in the race but knowing what Vettel has gone through despite my despite how critical I've been on been of him I think I think that that what he did was justified. I think the FIA, I think the FIA made a mistake there. I think they made a mistake, and Vettel was not afraid, wasn't afraid to be a little, <laughs> to be a little savage. Okay, I'm not saying we should, we should go full NASCAR and let drivers punch each other or anything, but letting the drivers voice their opinions. Or voice or show their opinions verbally, non-verbally, whatever, in a classy manner. I don't think is a bad idea. It it's interesting to sport. You know, people say, "Oh, F one's dying." You know, blah blah blah. You know, and and they say that this is a part of that. But part, but I do think a part of me feels that allowing allowing the drivers to let their character through in in trying moments like this would be a little defining for because you know you have the good guys of the sport, the bad guys of the sport. Pastor Maldonado, you know, you're, you're nobody, you know, you're whatever, but you know, everyone, everyone is something 
in F1. You know, Max, the baby-faced assassin. Hamilton, the winner of all winners. Ugh, for the love of all that's holy. And, and you know, Vettel, perhaps the hot-headed underdog at this point. Because he's trying to make trying to make the best with what he's got and it's not easy and it's you know and you could say that perhaps underdog is he's a world champion he's not that much of an underdog and i'd agree with you but again with the way that things have been going this year sorry vettel needs all the help he can get he needs all the help that he can get and unfortunately he could he could not get any help to save his life this time uh, yeah so what did i think of the race that race as a whole very interesting very very interesting i enjoyed the race i'm gutted for vettel just i'm i don't know if he would have had it later i don't know if he wouldn't have made a different mistake i don't know if he would have made that same mistake a lap two three four laps later i don't know but calling it a racing incident i think should have been the case there is also something to note here Hamilton says, you know, I, I didn't want to win this way, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then he, he called to his race chief and said, hey, that was an unsafe entry. And I don't know if he was saying, hey, you know, tell, you know, tell the stewards or whatnot. I don't know if that's what he was inferring, which it probably was. But, you know, he says, I didn't want to win this way. And I get that it might have looked like Vettel did it deliberately and it was an unsafe entry. Not that there would have been any safe way to do it, but Hamilton, you say you don't want you didn't want to win that way. But you're kind of the reason why the race unfolded the way that it did. You are the reason why. Or at the very least, you're, you're a good reason why the F, the FIA even looked at that incident. I, as a driver, I understand saying, oh, I didn't want to win this way. And hey, that's probably the case. At least I'd like to, I'd like to think that the good in Hamilton is that he didn't want to win that way. But you can't tell me, oh, I didn't want to win this way. Because if he didn't want to win this way, I'm sorry. I wouldn't have said anything. I wouldn't have said, hey, can you tell the stewards? I would have complained like, well, that was a little, you know, that was a little sketchy. That was a little dangerous. But I wouldn't have said, take it to the stewards. It... Hamilton called for that action, and it was uh, it was the FIA's decision. Yes, it was the FIA's decision to say, "Yeah, you're going to get a penalty." But would they have looked at it anyway? And, and honestly, I think they would have, considering how sketchy that was. But Hamilton Hamilton's comment might have been what pushed them over the edge to say, "Yep, we're going to look at this. We're going to look at this. It's tough. It's so tough." But Hamilton says, I didn't want to win this way, but you you can't say I didn't want to win this way when you're you had a hand in making the FCA, making the FIA, sorry, look at that incident. You're you're part of the reason. You're partially responsible for the way the race turned out because you made that call. And I don't think it was unjustified. It was an unsafe entry, it was really sketchy. Not necessarily Vettel's fault, except for losing it. I get why Hamilton said it. I get why he what why he said what he said. But I think one of the important things to take away from all of this is how how seriously would have the 
would the FIA have considered that incident if Hamilton didn't say a word or didn't didn't at the very or hey even said a word but say you know don't take it to the Stewarts racing incident? I'm not happy that it happened, but it wasn't his fault. There's no reason for this to go to the Stewarts. If he had said anything like that, anything like that, this wouldn't have happened. If he had just complained, maybe it would have happened. But if he hadn't said anything, which isn't likely considering considering the gravity of that situation, would, would they have looked? Would they have bothered? Would they have investigated? And would they have even given him the penalty had Mercedes not said anything? Not said anything. I don't, I just don't know. There's so many what ifs. But the only thing we know of, the only thing that's certain, is that Vettel got his race ruined. Well, got his chances of winning ruined. And it's a darn shame. Thank you for listening. Tell me what you think. Twitter. I don't know. Uh, let, me, let me think. What is it? iTunes. Wherever, you know, wherever the podcast is, and you can con- you know, and you can contact me there. Leave a comment on the podcast. Hopefully I'll find it, but leave a comment. Tell me what you think, because this is a big controversy. And, well, it's sort of a big controversy, because most most people think that Vettel got robbed. There are a few people, Julian Palmer being one of them, apparently, that think he wasn't. But, yeah, I want to know what you think. Oh, and you know what? When that happened, when that happened, someone at the viewing party said yes. They cheered for the penalty. And, you know, and I was listening because he was saying, look, he clearly turns the wheel and whatever. And my dad made a really good point later that, you know, it's so easy when you're sitting at the TV and just watching. Say, oh, well, you could have done this, you could have done that. But this is all happening at, you know, 100-ish miles per hour, at least 80 through that term. And those things are, you know, they're happening in seconds. That whole incident happened, what, in at least four seconds? Definitely from a driver's perspective, it would have felt like an eternity. You know, so it's easy, oh, should have done this, should have done that, but all those things happen so quickly. As Chain Bear said, you're acting on instinct. And I think Vettel's instincts were right on the money there. Right on the money. Despite the sketchiness of the situation, I think he did, that was the best job he could have done. Props to Vettel for not crashing, for not crashing, not hitting Hamilton. You know, keeping it on the track, keeping it under control. You've had a turbulent year. I've been critical of you. And I'm not not going to be later just because of this. But credit where credit is due, you did a darn good job staying in the race during that incident. All right, hope you enjoyed. See you later. Again, tell me what you think. See you all soon. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full-throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.